Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. All praise to the Most High. So we're going to go into the first scripture. The first question I'm going to ask for those that are still on the call that haven't timed out. Does anybody know the first piece of Unleavened Bread that was in the Bible? Does anybody know? Just a, just a general question. You got me stumped up. All right, Khan. Anybody else? I'm about to really blow a lot of y'all minds because I did some. What's that, Justin? It's Justin's Khan. Which one was it? John Unk. Because you got your sword open, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 through 3. Nope. This is 19, 1 to 3? Yeah, 1 to 3. Watch this. I'm going to show you the first piece of unleavened bread in the Bible and why it was all. It's going to show you why it was actually done. Okay, Genesis 19, 1 to 3. Let me know when everybody got it. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 through 3. We're going to find out the first feast of unleavened bread in the Bible. Actually recorded as the feast of unleavened bread. Go on, bring it out. All right. And there came two angels to Sodom at Eve, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Behold now, my Lord, Turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry, at, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast. And did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. You hear that? So this is when the angels came into the, the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, when we all know that, that was the first time in the Bible that there was actually a city of homosexuality. That was an abomination city. So the Most High came and destroyed that city with fire. So the angels came to save Lot. And because he found that they came and found favor in him to save him, he actually went into the house and gave them a feast of unleavened bread. That's very important because that's part of our history. Yeah, but, so did, but didn't the feast of um didn't the Passover happen before the feast on levies? No, because remember we're in Genesis now. The first one was in Exodus. Oh, okay, I get it. So the actually the, the, the first feast was actually on Levin Bread then. Kind, kind, kind. Now you've seen a symbolic reason of it's showing you the spiritual connection of how when the Most High is blessing his people. This is the thing that we serve. We gave a uh, 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 like uh, uh, we gave um what's the word I'm looking for? We gave a uh, uh, respect or uh, 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 a homage to the um, angels by bowing. Remember, it said that he bowed down and he put his head to the ground. So is that so? He's showing his his uh, uh, um his homage that he's given to the Most High because the angels came and he said, "Listen, 
first I'm going to bow it down to y'all because I know who y'all come from. And then also come into my house, and I'm going to give you a feast, and it says unleavened bread. He didn't give them a regular feast of just regular food. Yeah. So I just showed you that the Most High is showing us that this is why these feasts are important because when we bring we break bread and we show our brotherly love, not just only through the, the, the physical but through the spiritual part, we break with a levy bread. That's respect. Look, man. Yeah, you, know what? I, so, you know what? It's, it's funny that you that you that you explain that um that lot actually um bowed down to 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 um the Lord so to speak because a lot of times we read the um scriptures and we think that the Lord is only pertaining to the Most High. No, it's talking about his angels and his son. Exactly. That's son. That, that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to get an understanding of people because you see Lord in the in the script in the scriptures, a lot of people pertain that to just the most high. Come. Don't pertain that to the angels that were around him. Come, remember that when the Lord sends out his commission to the son and the son gives his commission to the angels. It's an order. Exactly. Exactly. It's an order to things. So that's why it's very important to show you that even now, you know. If I invite my um, uncle or anybody or my brethren of the 12 tribes over to my house to break bread, and I give you unleavened bread, that's respect. Because I'm saying, you know what? I don't want you to eat nothing that has yeast. So that's what he was showing you. I don't want no, I don't, I'm not giving an angel nothing in my house that got yeast. And that was for a reason. That's for a reason. That's because they delivered him, right? Con, they deli- yeah, they delivered him. So it's showing you that's a good thing. Con, so that's why he's showing you the. We've been Khan. He just offered it. Khan, yeah. so you see the history, the symbolic spiritual history that the Most High gives us to pay homage to him. Exactly. You see? Even though he broke uh, two nations that hated us. Khan, so that's why I said, you know, I, when I was doing the research, I said, wow, you know, it's very important that we follow this thing and say, wow, this man actually paid homage to the angels, bowed down to them, and actually said, come into my house and I'm going to give you unleavened bread. He didn't say, I'm just going to break bread with you. You read a lot in the Bible, a lot of times we just broke regular bread. But for this particular time, he said, because I know what you came here to do, and you keep reading, they, came, they killed that whole city. That so whole that city bread, that 11 bread is actually a spiritual connection with that. God, that's why we look at all our feasts. That's why my let me tell you something. Man. It was a blessing to have my brother over here earlier. My Christian brother actually submitted himself to the truth. I want to do a chicken noodle soup dance, y'all. <laughs> when I showed him that Israel was supposed to keep all these holy days and we went through the Bible, his Christian ass had nowhere but to, but to fall and bow down to the truth. And I didn't cut him. I didn't go with no war spirit. I didn't go with no, you know, intention to, you know, have a battle. I just let the Bible speak and I explained it. And once that spirit of Yahweh shot came in, that was all she wrote. Exactly. And he actually admitted himself that we are supposed to keep the feast. And that even when Yahweh shot showed the New Testament, once I showed him that, that was all she wrote. Uh, you uh, see? So that's why you have to see that this is how you know what kind of spirit we're dealing with with our people. Are you dealing with Yahweh shot spirit or you dealing with the spirit of Baal? Yeah. Uh, so that's why I just want to give all praise to the Most High tonight, man, because I didn't get a chance to tell you that. But my brother actually um, came a little bit early, and we did the um, the complication part with the, with the gathering. And this brother actually sat there and taught with me, and the spirit of your house had just moved through this whole house, man. And he received all of it. God. Now, I don't know what he's going to do after this, but, you know, for tonight, man, I just, like I said, man, for tonight, it was a blessing. So um, the next scripture I want to jump on. Go ahead, go ahead, come on. Well, you got to, um, I'm going to jump to Exodus. 
Well, I'm gonna read the whole thing. So you know what, um, um, Unc, I want you to go to Exodus 13. I'm gonna have Josh start off by reading Exodus 12, one through 20. Bring out the whole thing, huh? Will you say Exodus 13? I mean, you can do Exodus 13. I want you to start at verse one, and then Josh was gonna read 12 first, and we only get the okay. understanding of 12, um, um, chapter 12, verse one through 20. Of the yeah, you can chapter one. Chapter one, kind. And then when he finishes, you can jump into yours. Chapter one. Chapter twelve, verse one. You start off first, but read out. You want uh, you want uh, Oct to read, or you want me to read it? I'm a, um, yeah, I'm gonna let him read the um, the, the twelve. Yeah, one to twenty. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. There's only a couple of us on here. Got it? Exodus 12, what? I got it. Verse 1. I mean, I'm over here. All right, all right, all right. All right, y'all ready? Time. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole land, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of land people, I mean, uh, amount of land needed in accordance with each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without a defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel have slaughtered them at twilight. Then take then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses, where they where they eat the lambs. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs, and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If if something is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the powers of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will not. I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrated as a festival to the Lord, a lasting audience. 
For seven days you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses. For for whoever eats anything with yeast in it, from the first day through the seventh, must be cut off from Israel. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly, and another one on the seventh day. Do not work at all on these days except to prepare food for everyone to eat. This is all you may do. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread, because it was on this very day that I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as an everlasting ordinance for the generations to come. In the first month, you are to eat bread weighing without yeast from the evening of the 14th day until the evening of the 21st day. For seven days, no yeast is to be found in your houses, and anyone, whether foreign or native-born, who eats anything with yeast in it must be cut off from the community of Israel. Eat nothing made with yeast. Wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. So, Khan, I think the brother was reading from the easier reversion, but basically it gave the understanding, it gave an easier understanding for those that don't know how to understand the old English, that this is the ordinance of us dealing with the feast of Passover and going to the unleavened bread. Um, um, go ahead and say, um, Exodus chapter 13, verse 1. You can read from 1 to 4, and I'm going to jump in there. I'm read from 1 to 8. Turn. Okay. From 1 to 8, you said? Yeah, come. Um, Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 to 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Hold on real quick. Well, I want to stop there. That's very important because that's why it's showing you that when men have a male seed, they have the most high. That's why it's so blessed for a man or an Israelite man to have a seed of a son because the son carries the seed of Israel. So that's why you see that every time a man, a, a Israelite man has a son, he is blessed. That's why even in the New Testament, the Lord said that every man that opens up the womb is called holy to the most high. That's very important. So that's why... You know, I look at my sons, and I said, the most High gave me two sons. That's very important because a lot of times you look at men, we have a lot of daughters today, or we have, um, um, you know, women and men. And I have two sons. So these could be the most High. you know, these are the potential ministers or apostles or whatever title they're going to have. These are going to be the ones that also bring Israel. If Christ don't come back during our time or the Messiah come back during now, these are going to be our future prophets or ministers during the time that we're going. So this is very, very important, man, to see that, um, you know, having a male seat is very important. It's very blessed. So if any man, so um, it's very important to see how uh, a male seat is blessed. Keep reading, Unc. Okay. Hold on, um, Salaki, I'm trying to give um, Nigel the number so he can get on. Salaki, hold on. I'm going to read right now. Hold on. He has, he has, he has to wait because um, I don't want to delay this. Going to three. And Moses said unto the people, remember this day in which he came out, of, out from Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the, the Most High brought you out of out from this place, there shall be no leavened bread be eaten. This day came ye out the month Abib, and it shall be 
when the Most High shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the, Je- the Jebusites, the which he swear unto thy father to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened, shalt thou eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast of the Most High. Eleven bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall be no leavened bread be seen with thee. Neither shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters. And thou shalt show thy son in that day, saying, This is done because that of which Most High did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt. And when and and it shall be for a sign upon thee, upon thy hand for a memorial between thine eyes, that the Most High's laws may be in thy mouth. For with a strong hand hath the Most High brought thee out of Egypt. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season for year to year. Keep going. No, I kind of, kind of just want you to stop now. This is why it's very important because he said it shall be a memorial. So what, is it, what does the word memorial mean? It means a remembrance. Time. Time. Should I keep going? No, I'm going I'm to I'm give him one, another preset because remember I told you I didn't want to do too much tonight only for the fact that, you know, I want to break some more bread for tomorrow. So um, I'm going to get a couple. Give me, um, if you got anything, um, if you got anything now, you can bring it out. Or I'm going to just jump off earlier until you did the extra. So go back into the pocketbook because we didn't record that. Okay. I'm going to go there now. Hold on. Let's just give one more precept, and we're going to stop recording there because I want—I don't want to give too much for the first night. I got you. So you can show them that <laughs> also in the pocket for as well. And then, um, I'm going to just give one more precept, and then we're going to start recording. We can still keep talking, but I just want to stop the recording because I don't want to give too much. So you want me to read Ezra again? Yeah, yeah, come, come. Bring it out real quick. Just let them know that you're in the pocket for Okay, this is um, first Ezra. Um... Chapter 7. And we're going to start from, uh, shall I start with verse 10 again? Come on, come on, bring it up. Okay, um, okay, um, first Ezra 7, verse, um, first Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. And the children of Israel that were of the captive, of the captivity held the Passover the 14th day of the first month after that the priests and the Levites were sanctified. They that were of captivity were not all sanctified together, but the Levites were all sanctified together. And so they offered the Passover for all them of captivity and for their brethren, the peace, um, the priests, Salaki, the priests, and for themselves. And the children of Israel that came out of the captivity did eat, even all that even all they that had separated themselves from the abominations of the people of the land sought the Most High. And they kept the Feast of Eleven Bread seven days, making merry before the Lord. Hold on real quick, Uncle. They said making merry. So that shows you that when we come to these feast days, we're supposed to be having a good time. We're not supposed to be a bored people. Time. When, you, when you're merry, that means you're happy. Time. You see, this is why the heathen has his holidays and the Hebrews have their holidays. It ain't the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
But if we was only taught this from birth or being raised up, that's why, like I said, when I was breaking it down to my um my um my brother a little bit earlier today, I said you have to understand something. The reason why Judah's not the lion that he needs to be today is because he's crouched down. We wasn't taught that we was Jews of the Bible at birth. That's why we don't remember how to do our feast days. You see? If we was actually taught this from then, this would have been installed in us to say, look, you know what? When I become of 21 and I start having kids, let me immediately start putting this in my children's mind so they can know who they are. Before those heathen customs in school even get in their mind. So when they go to a, if they go to a Catholic school because of a scholarship, they'll know that the white Jesus sees your boys here. They'll know that when all these festivals come up in the, in the days that they're in the, um, the world, that we don't celebrate those. They don't, we don't deal with Easter. We only deal with our feast days. Uh, you see? So that's why it's very hard now because your kids today are indoctrinated with Christmas, with Easter, you know, all these days that they look up to because the world looks up to it and they want to be like everybody else. Uh, that's why we are, as men and women, we have to strongly be on our kids and start teaching this truth. So even all the knowledge that you get, you got to start teaching your kids now because you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know when the most is going to call your ticket, and you got to be the man to bring raise up that next prophet or the next priest of the most high. You have to be that vessel. Uh, you see? So you, and then when, they, when you install that in them, they'll know, listen, daddy taught me this. Mommy taught me this. It would never go away. When I get older, I got to keep the Lord's Passover and his, his unleavened bread and all his feast days. That was commanded by God himself, and also I learned that from my daddy or my mommy. God. So just keep on. Um, God, read. I, I didn't want to cut you off. I just want to bring that out about us remembering the memorial. That, that word memorial is a very special word. Yeah, but that was the end of that, that, um, that um, precept. Right. I- so um, I'm just going to get one more, and we're going to start from there. Just give me um, give me um, second. You know what? We're going to go to the New Testament real quick. Give me um, Acts chapter twenty verse six, and we're going to stop there. Twenty six. Sorry. You want me to start there? Or you just want me to read twenty six. Read twenty six, and we're going to stop there. Actually, let me get there real quick, because I just want to see if it's a little. I want you to start in the beginning. Let me, um, what you give me. One second. Yeah, we can, I can read, uh, I can read one through six. Come on, come on, come on. Bring up the whole thing. Huh? Yeah, might as well. It's kind of short. Acts 20, um, verse 1. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for, for to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece. And there abode three months. And when the and when the Jews laid wait for him and he was about to sail into Syria, he proposed to he proposed to return through Macedonia. And they accompanied him into um, Asia Sopata of Berea and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derbe, and Timotheus of Asia, and Tachesis, uh and 
Trophimus, these going before tarried for us at Troas. And when and and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Troas in five days, where we were so uh, that he did all of this travel and all of these things after the feast of unleavened bread. That shows that he celebrated the the, the feast days. Exactly. You see, so when Paul went on his missionary work, it shows you that when he had a guard, he keep traveling. He never forgot the Most High these days. So that's why when I showed my brother earlier today, I said, bruh, whether you want to, and then before you think about it, my brother always told me he knew the Old Testament wasn't done away with. But when I read that, he just said, wow. Because mm-hmm. guess what? This is the New Testament that the Christians preach. So if Paul celebrated it, why you ain't celebrating it? Con. You see? So this is where we have a problem because they try to say, oh, well, that's not in the New Testament. Every single thing in the Old Testament is in the New Testament. You just got to find it. Not that shows that these men or these prophets or these ministers today are not reading and they're not getting understanding or they're not reading enough. They're reading what they want to read and they give you a watered-down version of what they think they know. But guess yeah. what? All the feast days are in the New Testament. You're not going to get over that. Done. So that's why it says, we keep when tomorrow we're gonna to bring us some more precepts. The whole the heavenly Father always tells us to remember. He says, Israel, remember for all your generations. He says forever. There's a lot of words in these in these Torah that says forever. I Meaning never forget. Done. And these were also at a time when we was actually out of um our land and we was born to another land. So even in other lands we still kept the most high feast days. That even the, the heathen had enough respect that one time of plain history to let us keep our feast days without bothering us. Like now, we ain't still in Roman captivity. I don't see no white man running to my door and door telling me I can't keep the most high Passover. I don't see no Jewish man telling me I can't keep the Passover. So what's your excuse? And if you want to say, oh, I wasn't there to make it, well, guess what? According to the book of Numbers, if you don't make it on the first month, you got to make it on the second month. So what's your excuse then? You see? So we always try to find a way to get out of stuff. Oh, well, we're not in Jerusalem. And your point will be what? Because the Jerusalem that the Jewish man is in today is not our Jerusalem anyway. Uh, so we got to understand that all these feast days is very, very important that we come together as a family and we break bread and we do everything according to Yahweh Shem Yahushai. Period. So that we can let that spirit come in and deliver us from all this bondage. This is why we're so jacked up. We think it's all about prayer. We think it's all about fasting. No, it's about everything in one whole. You gotta do the feast days too. Mm-hmm. We gotta try to find out a way to get all this thing combined in one so we could become back those prophets and priests that Paul Peter talked about in the New Testament. A holy nation of the Most High. So this is why as young men, like me, even though I'm a little bit older and more wiser, I'm still a young man because why? There's elders out there as well. So a young man, I'm still learning. I'm still grooming myself so I can teach my son. But also that we also teach each other and we build off each other. Listen, man, Unc, um, I know you moved to Atlanta, but I'm, I'm saving up some money because we got to find a way to come together for the most high possible next year. I don't care who saves up, we're coming together. 
That's the spirit that we're supposed to have. Uh-huh. Yo, listen, man, if everybody in the conference call to save up maybe $10 a week or something of that nature, let's try to find a way to rent out a big hall or like a, a hotel room and come together somewhere that's an even plane for all of us to gather for the Lord's Passover. Even if we don't see each other the rest of the year, but guess what? We came for the Passover. Quan, I'm going to cut you off, but um, I got to get to work um early tomorrow, so um, I'm um I'm gonna lock mine in. I'm going I'm gonna cut off um on the conference call so I can get some sleep. All praises, man. Let me just preview you out real quick, man. Um, your heavenly Father, Lord, bless him, Lord. Let him get some sleep, Lord. Let him make it to work on time, Father. I'm asking you to bless him, give him a wisdom, O oh Lord. And we just uh, asking your son, Yahweh Shah name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a lot. All right, um, man. Everybody, um, enjoy the rest of your festivities and um, and the conference call, man. I'll um, I'll catch y'all on the next conference call tomorrow. Come, come, shalom, mm-hmm. huh? shalom. Hey, um, Eliezer, you got your Bible open, Ark? All right, no, I can't, I can't speak. It's, it's people oh, sleeping where I'm at. I got you. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just read. Um, I'm gonna read. Um, I'm gonna read one more. We are gonna close out for tonight because, like I said, this 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 feast is seven days, and I don't want to give all the precepts because we're not gonna have enough for enough meat for the rest of the week. So um, mm-hmm. we're gonna close out with um. I actually was talking about numbers, so this is very important. I'm gonna read Numbers chapter nine, verse one through eleven, to show that if you didn't keep the feast on the first time, there was always a second time around. So I'm gonna go to Numbers mm-hmm. chapter nine, verse one. So anybody get it? It's Numbers chapter 9, verse 1. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 11. So let me bring it out real okay. quick. So I just want everybody to pay attention to show you the order of how the Most High is not. He's a fair God. He's not a God that's unjust. Meaning he didn't say, well, look, man, if you didn't catch the Passover, you was put to death. He said, okay, well, you know what? I understand you missed it. So here you go. We're going to get on another day. So I'm going to give you a month to get it right. So I'm going to read. This is Numbers chapter 9, verse 1. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover his appointed season. It says, In the 14th, it says, um, In the 14th day of this month, at even, you shall keep in it his appointed season according to all the rites of it, and according to all the ceremonies thereof shall you keep it. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover. And they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month, even, which is evening, in the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did the children of Israel. And then we're here we go. This is where it picks up. All right. Hold on one second. Uh, Give me one second.
Sorry about that, y'all. I had to um, just keep picking real quick. Um, I'm going to keep reading. Give me a second. It says, we're going to go back down to verse 5. It says, and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month, and even the wilderness of Sinai, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did the children of Israel. Now, this is where it picks up. It says, and there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man, that they could not keep the Passover on that day. It says, and they came before Moses and before Aaron on that day. And it says, and those men said unto him, we are defiled by the dead body of a man. Wherefore are we, wherefore are we kept back? that we may not offer an offering of the Lord in his appointed season among the children. So asking. And so this is what Moses said. And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will commence concerning you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, saying, Now mind you, this is he's speaking to Israel. So that's somebody come on a comment earlier today and say, Oh, they said some craziness that was just out of this world. But yet, this is what Moses said to the children of Israel. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel, If any man of you of your posterity shall be unclean by reason of a body or be in a journey afar off, so he said, Mind you, he said, Or, see this? That's very important. He said, Or in a journey afar off. Meaning, if you can't. He shall keep the fourteenth day of the second month at even. They shall keep it and eat it on bread and bitter herbs. Hallelujah. So I just want to bring out to show y'all that he she gave an understanding of not only what they were saying about the dead body, but also if you are far off, meaning that you can't make it. So that covers both of those precepts. So that gives you understanding that if you don't make the festival for that first month, you still got a whole month's time to go to your job or whatever type of bondage you want and say, look, listen, the second month is coming up. I got to keep the Passover. So that gives you a whole month to get that day off. So there's no excuses. So we're going to stop there. And um, 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 any, um, um, uh, I want to see if anybody's on the court. Eric, you still on the court, Ock? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.